Hello everyone, my name is John Locke, and I'd like to welcome you to the winning trade, but first the required disclaimer material. This presentation is given for educational purposes only. We're not broker deals or financial advisors, not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware that your risk in trading options is substantial, and please make sure you are aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. Also note that in this presentation, we're showing you hypothetical computer simulated trades. The results and positions are believed to be as accurately represented as possible. Keep in mind, live results can vary from simulated results for many different reasons. If this is your first experience with us, my name is John Locke. I'm a trading performance, wealth, and success coach with Locke and Your Success LLC, where myself and my team of mentors are here to help you win in the markets and in life as well. And the type of trading that we specialize in is something called high probability options trading. High probability options trading is where we utilize the passage of time and the change of implied volatility to make money instead of relying on the movement of price. This means that we can often make money whether the market goes up, down, or sideways. This doesn't mean that we're going to win all the time, but it does mean that we're much more likely to have a winning trade than someone who's being purely directional with their strategies. So today, I have a special treat for you. We're going to talk a little bit about calendar spreads and professional style income trading. So with professional style income trading, it's different than what some people try and do. So some people attempt to have a set of rules and apply those same rules to the marketplace all the time, and they hope and pray that nothing changes in the marketplace and that they make money over time. And while that does have its effectiveness at times, it also runs through very large cycles of winning trades and fairly large cycles of losing trades. And this is because markets change and conditions change, and you can't expect one set of rules rules to perform well in all types of market environments and all types of market situations. So to correct for that, we teach you how to analyze the marketplace and understand the price movement and implied volatility environment that you're in at any given time. And by doing so, what you can do is you can take this trading style that's extremely high probability to begin with and make it even a much higher probability of winning. Not only a higher probability of winning, but also a higher probability of making more money in less time with less risk. And that is where the magic comes in and we start doing really, really well with our strategies. So our goal here is to increase your returns and consistency through trading with the flow of the market and utilizing trader subjectivity with very high probability trading structures. It allows you to trade with flexibility and adaptability. And again, the end result, making more money with less work and fewer adjustments. So if you'd like to drastically increase your trading skills and therefore increase your trading income, we encourage you to come on over to LockInYourSuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E in your success.com and check out our pro membership where we can help you with understanding the flow of the market and understanding how to position yourself properly to make as much money as possible as an income trader. So what I'd like to do today is I'm going to show you an example of three different calendar trades. Now, the trades are going to go over the same time frame, or, they're, or at least they're going to be started in the same time frame. And they're all going to have a maximum trade size of about $40,000. Our anticipated return on these structures are approximately 30% of our planned capital, which is about $12,000. We're going to set in an exit loss trigger because we want to make sure that we control our risk, and we'll set an exit loss trigger at $6,000. 
One of the things I love about being a little bit more discretionary or subjective with your trading is that we can set up trades that have a higher profit target or a substantially higher anticipated return. I generally don't do profit targets on my subjective trades, right? So our our non-subjective trades, a lot of them do have profit targets. On my subjective trades, we're not going to run a profit target. Our goal is to make as much money as possible. So uh, to do that, we're not going to cut ourselves off as far as our profit goes. We're going to make as much as we can. But we are going to cut our losses down. And I usually like to make my losses no more than half of what my expected win is in the strategy. When we do this, then if we experience a loss bigger than normal, usually it's not more than the anticipated return. And then if things act normally, our returns are much bigger than our drawdowns. And then, of course, since we don't have a profit target, sometimes our returns are exponentially larger than what our exit loss trigger is. And that gives us a really nice long-term return on our trading. So I'm going to show you an example of three calendars that have the same start date. And we're going to talk about the entry of these calendars. And we'll talk about the adjustments if they have an adjustment. These are going to be some fantastic examples and hopefully very educational for you. So let's take a look at the trades. So I chose as an entry date up here with this software. This shows the date of the screen here that we're on. I chose an entry date of Friday, March 10th, 2023 for a calendar. Why Friday, March 10th, 2023? Well, one of the things that you should realize at some point is that Calendars has certain dynamics, and there's certain times that it's very good to enter a calendar, or you have a, I should say, a very large trading edge entering a calendar, and there's times when you do not have a trading edge. In fact, it's um, almost like a reverse edge where you just don't have any benefit to entering a calendar from an implied volatility standpoint. So with a calendar, we're actually trading implied volatility or ex- the extrinsic value of our options, and we are selling some extrinsic value, and you're buying some extrinsic value. And depending on the ratio of what you're buying and selling and the time spread and some other factors, that you you either have a advantage in that manner or you don't. And again, there's a couple of things that we are trading. We're trading the implied volatility or the extrinsic value of the, between the two cycles. And we also have a concern for price movement because no matter how good our implied volatility advantage is going into the trade, if price movement is too large, that's going to be problematic for the position. So we want to basically consider both of those. And one of the things that I like to do if I'm doing discretionary is I'm just kind of looking at the price chart. And one of the uh, dynamics that's going on here is we have a range expansion in price. In other words, our price movements are getting larger, and they're getting larger to the downside. And that tends to increase implied volatility in the market. And if you catch it mid-move or towards the end of the move, we get a, a lot of times we'll get a maximum benefit of a high, abnormally high extrinsic value in a front cycle. And we'll call the front cycle the one closer to expiration. And that value, extrinsic value is generally high in comparison to the extrinsic value in some other cycle we'll call the back cycle. Uh, which is right here. Now, you'll notice the extrinsic value is actually higher than the one you're buying. That's going to be the case in a calendar. If you go longer time frame, you're buying more extrinsic value. That's why this Vega number shows as positive, which really isn't true if if you're saying that the implied volatility goes up, the calendar gains money. It's not true in that sense, okay? But 
you're you, this this number is higher here because you're buying more extrinsic value than you're selling, and what you're trading is the relationship between this extrinsic value here and this extrinsic value here. So when the market goes down like this, I'm just going to, in this case, okay, I'm just going to make the blind assumption that I'm going to have a good relationship here. And um, since I am likely to have a good relationship here, theoretically that should give me a good entry in a calendar or at least a an entry that has edge from an applied volatility standpoint in the marketplace for this type of a trade. So that being the case, I'm just going to come up here in here and I'm going to do what I call a we have a lot of different types of calendar strategies. This is just going to be like a 50, what we call a 15:30 and by that I mean we have a 15-day spread and we're going to enter about 15 days to expiration as close as we can get, and our back cycle is going to be about 30 days to expiration. We don't have a 15-day expiration cycle. We'll use the 14. I'm going to sell at the money. I'm selling 15, uh, in this case, call options at this strike, and I'm buying 15 call options at this strike up in here. Can you do it in put options? Yeah, you can do whatever you want, right? It doesn't really matter. Put options, call options, it's the same trade. So here, I did this and happened to do it in call options, and it gives me an analytical graph that looks like this. We're running a risk of about 35,000. Now, one of the things with calendars is this, this shows your actual risk so long as all the options are active. Right. So with a calendar, one of the things is if the front cycle expires, you have a lot of risk that's not shown here. So you have to be very aware of that. But our actual risk in the position, so long as all the, the options are active, is going to be um, the bottom of this line here, which is about, what is it, it's like 36, almost $37,000. As we go on, we're going to make some adjustments and sometimes in different expiration cycles and that's going to escalate our margin but it doesn't necessarily escalate our active risk so long as all the options are active depending on the type of account you have they can people can margin calendars like an obscene amount of money uh, you'll see that this number here jumps up to a hundred thousand even though our actual risk in our active options is only I, I believe I keep it less than 40 or right around 40 for the entire trade. So you can determine your profit and loss however you want, but I'm going to determine it based on my actual risk shown on my analytical graph. Okay. And we're going to try and keep that number around 40,000. So this is day one, or I'm sorry, I would call it day zero. This is our entry day on the calendar. I'm going to go one day and notice the implied volatility here for a minute. I'm just going to mention it as we go through the days as an increase or decrease. Realize that if the just the asset price moving up, for example, will move the asset price away from this option. It'll put the option in the money. And as the price goes up, if you look at this, implied volatility automatically goes up with the price. If it goes down, it automatically goes down with the price uh, on our option strike. Right? I'm, not talking about, I'm not talking about market implied volatility. I'm talking about option strike implied volatility, which is what's important here. That's going to go down 
when the asset price goes down, it's going to go up when the asset price goes up. It's just a dynamic of this, and you can see it here. So, for example, our at the money is 24.40. You got to go down to uh, 37.30 or already up to 27. Okay, so that's just a, a dynamic that's happening underneath the other dynamic. But let's just kind of talk about that as we move along. We go to trading day one, which is over the weekend. We end up getting a rise in implied volatility in our uh, option strike. We do get a bit of an up move, but not enough to create that. But our rise in implied volatility in our front cycle, or our, I shouldn't say implied volatility, but our rise in extrinsic value in our front cycle is greater than rise of extrinsic value in the back cycle. That creates a loss on our calendar even if general implied volatility goes up. So that's just something to understand about the calendars. And by the way, we explain all these dynamics. We have a calendar spreads course that is called How to Best Utilize Calendar Spreads. And that course is fantastic. It explains all these details and it outlines everything in here. So you just go to lockingyoursuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E.com. And check out the How to Best Utilize Calendar Spreads course. And it'll give you a lot of more information on this. So moving forward here, we go another day. We get an up move. We get a decrease in general implied volatility. But the decrease in our extrinsic value is more on our front cycle than our back cycle. So we get a nice pop in our profit and loss number. And now we're up 27.60. If we go to the next day, we get a, down, a bit of a down move. And this has a rise in implied volatility in the general marketplace. But we are also gaining money. My point being is your profit and loss here is not connected to the rise or drop in general implied volatility in the marketplace. It's connected to the difference between the extrinsic values and the front and the back cycles, period. That's, that's what's going to create a gain or a loss in this position. So if we go to this Thursday, we end up having a price movement problem, right? So remember, we have an edge in implied volatility. We can create an edge there, the relationship between the front and the back cycle and how that's expected to change over time. And we can also have a edge or a disadvantage with uh, price movement. And this is price movement that's kind of pushing a little bit towards the edge of our position. I'm not using necessarily a delta number, but I am aware I'm eight days to expiration and the delta number is getting a little bit high. My price movement risk is getting a little bit high if the market continues to go up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to punch this tent out a little bit. And I'm going to do that with verticals. I'm basically going to take some of these 83860s and I'm going to move them higher. And that's going to look something like this. Okay. Now, when I do that, one of the things that happens is it's going to escalate. This turns this into a diagonal or seven calendars and eight diagonals is what it technically turns it into. But it, that's going to escalate my up downside risk on this position. So I'm going to just take out this other option here. Okay, that takes our, if you remember, our, our risk in this thing was actually about 40,000. It takes it up to about 50. It was about 35. It takes it up to about 55. Okay, I kind of want to hedge that risk out if I can. Again, this may affect your margin differently, but my actual risk on option, op, open options positions, I can bring that down quite a bit should the market decide it wants to really tank out the following day. I don't want to you know, have $60,000 involved in the position. So that being the case, I can... One of the things I can do, 
I can do multiple things, but one of the things I can do is I can come into a closer to expiration cycle. And I can even do this in the same cycle, which we'll do later, but I can go closer to expiration cycle. I can buy some puts here to hedge off that loss or that potential loss. And this move in general, what it does is it cuts my delta from like 84 to about 38. And it also maintains, I, I'm able to maintain a tent that's relatively wide, and I'm also able to maintain my risk level doing this, which is why I like to do it. If we go to the following day here, the market pulls back, and we look at something like this. So now we're up $6,000. If we go to the following day, market pushes forward again. Now, as I get... It, Closer to expiration, one of the things that tends to happen is my gamma starts to get really high. So um, we, we call it gamma high. Gamma high. It's not really the accurate way, I guess, to talk about that. But our, my price movement risk starts to escalate. So that being the case, you know, as we're coming into expiration, I generally like to punch the tent a little bit wider when I can. And that's what I'm going to do here. I'm going to punch the tent a little bit wider. Again, my delta number it, is not the concern per se. But I do want to get a little bit wider here. And I'm going to take three of these. And I'm just going to move them up a little bit. Well, actually, I took all eight of them. Uh, and I moved it up a little bit. And I took those call or those puts that we bought. And I'm actually throwing them into the same cycle at this point. Part of the reason is because the other cycle expired. Okay, so we throw them in over, over here. And we maintain our capital level of about $40,000. And... We're up $10,000 in our position here, okay? So I'm going to move to the following day. We get a follow-through on our up move. Delta's up at 96. We're near the edge of our tent here. Again, I want to punch the tent a little bit wider. I can do that by widening out my upper strikes. And that's going to create more downside risk. So I'm going to move this or make this put more powerful by moving it closer to the money. And we're going to move it all the way up into 3760. And we're going to add an extra put here. And this is what our position is. Again, a delta is around 42. So we cut that down from 96 around a half at this point. And we widen our tent a little bit. And this is, uh, this is our positioning. If we go to following day, market pulls back a little bit, but it doesn't pull back very much. And again, I'm coming into expiration. So my ideally, I would like to widen this out a little bit. So I'm just going to punch this a little bit higher. And when I do that, you can see we widen out. And again, I have to bring my puts closer to the money to keep myself in my capital parameters that I like to be in. And that creates a position that looks like this. And then if we come into Thursday, we get um, a bit of a down move, but my delta number here is getting a little bit high on the other side. So again, I want to be very aware of my downside risk. And what I do here is I take five of these and I just bring them back a little bit. So what I'm trying to do is I'm navigating back and forth, back and forth, and I'm trying to keep the profit potential over the position as much as I can. I moved, You can see I moved the peak here from up at this level. 
back a little bit. So I moved it back to this level here. And then if we go into day of expiration, I'm going to just take off the trades. I'm going to go into the following day. We end up getting a bit of an up move. I probably would have been better off to leave it alone, but we do have to control where we have our tent here. Uh, we end up being up $24,000 uh, approximately on our $40,000 plan capital number, which comes out to approximately 60% of plan capital in uh, in 14 days. So fantastic return, 60% in 14 days. And you can see we managed the position really well. This is because we had a implied volatility edge going in, which again, you can discover how to find that implied volatility edge in our How to Best Utilize Calendars course at LockingYourSuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E in your success.com. And then what I'd like to do here is quickly go back and show you some optimizations and how this trade might end up, or how you might set up things a little bit differently. So I'm going to go back to the 10th here. And we're going to be looking at some shorter-term positions because there's been a trend recently going towards shorter-term positions. Neither is inherently better than the other. It more is personal preference and how active you want to be in the market and what type of price movement risk you want to take. But uh, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to do what we call an optimization. This is going to be what we call a quick and dirty optimization. And when I do that, I'm I'm using the techniques in the How to Best Utilize Calendars course to figure out which cycles have a better ex advantage so far as our extrinsic value comparison goes between, or our implied volatility comparison goes between our front and our rear cycles. And again, thinking about how those are likely to change. So it's the same date. It's the same reason for entry. We got this, this big down move, and I'm probably going to have some sort of a extrinsic value or implied volatility advantage in our uh, into entering a calendar spread. So I do that here, but I'm doing different cycles, and you'll notice that these gain and lose value differently than the other cycles we have. This this these two cycles actually have a better advantage as far as our extrinsic value comparison goes, and it's also close to expiration, so it's going to tend to gain value a little bit faster anyway. So this is this position here. These positions closer, as you get closer to your expiration cycle, you become more and more sensitive to these large price movements. So you have to be a little bit more careful when you go in close to expiration. You want to be a little more careful with paying attention to whether or not you have a price movement edge and how to discover that type of edge or whether it's present or not. We talk about in our market outlook membership. So you go to lockingyoursuccess.com and take a look at the market outlook to gain this type of insight in the marketplace. But I'm going to go with this. In this case, I'm going with the seven-day cycle, and I'm going to have a long strikes here in our... 25-day cycle. So I'm doing a 725, Dean. It's a, little, it's a wider spread between the option strikes. There are advantages and disadvantages to that, but I'm picking this based on edge inherent in our implied volatility in the cycle because not all cycles vary the same amount. So here I'm doing this. Also notice I'm doing five call calendars. I'm doing five put calendars. One of the things I just want to bring in here is you have a tremendous amount of risk in these positions if the following happens. Let's say I'm in a calendar and for some reason the front cycle expires and I cannot for some reason get in there to close the back cycle. 
And this can happen from a, a, a from a life standpoint, right? Something in life might happen, or or whatever. You can't get to it. Maybe your internet goes down. Maybe the you know whatever, right? There could be a gazillion reasons that might happen. Um, and it could happen from a market context. You know, maybe airplanes hit the World Trade Center and the market shuts down for three days. And during that time frame, your front cycle expires and your back cycle is still open. When you do that, you are literally having a risk here of something like this. This is what happens to your T plus airline, right? If you're if, if, so, if I'm all in, in call options, I'm exposed to five options at 3860, and there's also going to be a tremendous amount of margin that's going to take up, and it may even create a margin call for you, which could create just this, this whole other mess. So one of the things that I like to do if is I like to prepare for that happening because someday it's probably going to happen. I go if I do five puts and five calls, then something like that happens. Then I end up in a position like this. So pretend I come here, I can't close these options, and I have to go to the next trading day. I'm in a position like this. This position has less risk than my initial position had, and things could go really well here. The market, If the market really did something crazy, I could be up in here, I could make a ton of money, right? So it leaves that chance. The chances of that happening are pretty small, but this does take away that catastrophe risk that I have. And this is an unseen risk because you can't see it on your analytical graph. You have to kind of think about what's going on in the marketplace. So I like to do that in these situations, and that's why I'm in half, and, half puts and half calls. So anyway, if we go this day, remember the first day the other calendar that we had on lost money? The first day this calendar gained money. Again, this has to do with the front and back cycle dynamics, which we teach in how to best utilize calendar spreads course. But anyway, we're up at 1,600. Next day, we're up 8,300. So things are going really well. So that's two days, $40,000 plan capital up $8,300. And then day three, we're up 14279 or uh, yeah, 279 So things are going really, really well. We had a edge as far as price movement goes. We had an edge as far as implied volatility. You can gain, and we were close to expiration. Those combination of factors will give us a very large gain right off. If you remember, though, the following day, and I'm going to ignore trades here. We had a very large move in the market. So even though we had this very big implied volatility edge coming into the marketplace, price movement can still take us out. So we want to be aware of that, and we want to make sure we have a price movement edge. Now, if you pay attention to the technicals as we show you in the market outlook, you may have been able to pick up that this was likely to happen. But anyway, what happened here is we ended up getting this very large price movement. took away a lot of our profits. This is why we do not get attached to profits because we don't have them until the trade's closed. And what can happen if you say, I was up 14000 or in this case, almost $20,000, and now I'm only up 4000 I have to get that money back. As soon as you go there as a trader, your logical reasoning center is shut down, and you start to have problems there. So you can't be attached to profits. This is just business as usual as a trader. So um, I do want to deal with this, and what I'm going to do here is I'm going to correct this in a different manner. So there's different ways of correcting this. And one of the things I'm going to do here, instead of correcting my delta by moving my short strikes, I'm going to correct my delta by adding a call. I have a delta correction. I go plus two. That gives me a delta correction right here. So now my delta risk is off. That adds a lot of downside risk. Cranks my capital up to like $75,000. I fix that by adding the put in here. 
And let's see, the foot was at this level here. That mitigates my downside, puts me in a position like this. And then in this particular case, if I have a belief, right, I have one day to expiration. If I have a if I have a location where I can put a bearish vertical spread to prop this up, I might want to do that too. And I did that here. So let me clear this. And I added a bearish vertical spread up here at 4,020. And that kind of pops me up a little bit here. And this gives me a position with approximately the same amount of risk in the position that is a little bit more powerful and is very well positioned. Okay, so from here, I'm just going to ignore trades here. And then if we go to the following day, the market did back off. We ended up with a, uh, we have to close the position now because it's the end of the day. And the market did back off. So we're going to close this position at about $15,277 profit on our $40,000 plan capital, which is still a 37% return, but it's only in seven days, right? So versus 14 days. So we have a 60% return in 14 days. We have a 37% return in seven days. Really fantastic trades, both of these. And then I want to show you quickly a third trade that is done in the same time frame which is something I call a full optimization of the trade. So if I come in here and I come here, this is the same day. It's the same situation. We get a price movement move. We have an implied volatility advantage in the marketplace from a front cycle, back cycle calendar perspective. And, um, one of the things I can do is I can just randomly enter it, like our, our, like I said, our 14 and 29 day or 28 day strikes, which we did uh, initially. We can optimize that. We can take a quick look at the option strikes, and we can optimize it for implied volatility based on um, what cycles we have and the information in the cycles. Or we can really come in. We can carefully, carefully analyze it and fully optimize it for our maximum implied volatility advantage. Now, keep in mind, your maximum implied volatility advantage may not agree with your price movement scenarios. So you want to keep those in line. In this case, they happen to. So if I do a full optimization on this, I actually come in at four days to expiration on my front cycle. And I come in at, I come in at 20 days to expiration on my back cycle. So I actually have a 16-day spread here. Uh, again, these strikes were picked off our extrinsic values in these positions doing a cycle comparison. Um, I'm doing the same for, uh, five calls, five puts to deal with possibly ex the, the position, the front month cycle expiring without the back cycle expiring. This does not create the best risk-reward ratio, right? Our best risk-reward ratio was created in other cycles, but it does create the best implied volatility advantage that we could possibly do. So if I do this here and I go one day, one day puts me up $5,000. Again, that's because of our, our, our edge that we had on entry. One day puts us up $5,000. So fantastic there. And then if I go uh, one more day, which is going to be the end of the trade, if I go one more day, uh, we're actually up $20,767, which is about 50% of our planned capital in this position, although we are over that number, right? We're actually at $45,000. That's the way that that ended up panning out. 
Notice that we do have a lot of fluctuation during the day of the value. But uh, again, this was a very short trade. It did not get caught up in the big price movement. That's partially by luck. But one of the things that you need to be aware of when you make your trade smaller, so we see a lot of people doing this nowadays is they make their trades smaller. Uh, in other words, they have a profit and loss target, and then they make their trades smaller because they're trying to protect profits. Well, when you make your trades smaller because you're trying to protect profits, it means to hit the same profit number, you actually have to be in the trade longer, and that adds in, that brings in the element of price movement risk, because the longer in your mark, you're in the market, the more time the market has to make this big move on you and potentially create a problem for you. So there's that dynamic always going under the hood. There is no free lunch here. There's always trade-offs. This trade-off traded off really, really well. So this trade would be closed at a profit of about $20,767, or approximately 50% of our planned capital in only four days or two trading days. So those are some examples of calendar spreads. Calendar spreads are very powerful spreads that are very useful when they're set up properly and they have the proper edge. And again, we show you how to create this edge in our How to Best Utilize Calendar Spreads course at LockinYourSuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E in your success.com. If you like what you see, I encourage you to come on over to LockinYourSuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E in your success.com and discover how you can follow along with trades like this and other great strategies during our Options Trading for Income webinars that we have every Monday morning and our Pro Membership webinars where we cover our more advanced subjective strategies. Also, Make sure you check out TheWinningTrade.com, that's TheWinningTrade.com, where you can learn about upcoming winning trade presentations, explore past winning trades, and gain access to free bonus material. And if you're interested in maximizing your trading performance and who is not, make sure you check out our free trading performance podcast, where you can learn to skyrocket your trading results, regardless of the type of trading you do. If you have any questions, comments, or anything else you'd like to see on the next winning trade, please post them into the comments. I'd love to answer them for you personally. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to seeing you on the next winning trade.